0: Psalm 23. I won't. Uh. Nope. No, anyway. you got yeah, <laughs> to do it. I'm not starting to do it. I wanna. Shoot. What's up, guys? Episode
1: 13. We're back.
0: That's how we ran the, the mic check on this one, and uh, she didn't want to do it, but we're doing it.
1: You guys know how mic checks work. I hate mic checks. <laughs> He's so annoying. Anyway, we said we're back. We said we'd be consistent, and... Uh,
0: we are. You know what? Everybody, I'm going to pause you real quick to make sure this is actually recording. It oh, looks like wow. it could not be recording. It was recording. We are good.
1: Thank goodness. Mic check
0: right. 1,000.
1: So, you leave in like less than an hour, right?
0: Yeah, that's it. So, by the time everybody's listening to this, it's been about 48 hours since we recorded it and uh, I'm heading down to go do some rescues in the hurricane.
1: Yeah, so Hurricane Hurricane Ian. That's it. Right? Is that how you Ian it? or Ian? I don't Gosh, know. Gosh, I keep saying it wrong. Somebody correct us. <laughs> uh Really crazy, man. It's it's coming up in the Gulf and it's gonna hit it looks like Tampa Bay area and you're going down there, right? For what?
0: Yeah, that's it. So it slid a little east overnight, so it's uh, like a little east southeast. So it's actually gonna probably end up hitting Cape Corral, I guess I oh, say. So Cape Corral. Cape Corral. Um, pretty bad. It's supposed to be like up to eighteen foot storm surges, right? Golly. Storm surge waves. So, like, if you imagine that, you say, well, the water's going to rise up already, right? Uh-huh. Like, the water's going to come up. Now, in addition to that, there's going to be another 18 feet of walls of water. That's a two-story house, right? Like, a house is, that's you know, crazy. like an eight-foot wall. So, you're talking about a 20-foot is a two-story house, like, not including the roof. Wow. can easily blast through that. Yeah, it's wow. going to be rough, man. It's a Category 4 right now um, with winds that are approaching a Category 5.
1: Man, that's crazy. Well, I grew up up north where the concern was always tornadoes, so that Mm -hmm. was pretty crazy. But, I mean, hurricanes are another level, it seems like.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, you know, because with a tornado, it's equally destructive in a small area. It's more like a scalpel of destruction. Right. I
1: guess with tornadoes, you don't really get a warning. Hurricanes, you get a warning, but it's kind of like... Do you stay? Do you go? You and know, they're
0: so unpredictable. Yeah, they, they give them men's names, but well, let's be honest, they all act like ladies.
1: Are they always men's? They
0: go back and forth, men and women. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, each time, men and women.
1: Yeah, so I thought. So we live in an area where hurricanes can hit. Um, I've lived in this area, of, what, 13, 14 years? Mm-hmm. No longer than that. 14, 15?
0: Yeah, let's see. 15? No.
1: 15 now. Yep. 15. Um, but we haven't, thank, thank you, we haven't had a hurricane to hit this area, but you grew up. Were hurricanes that's it. were like a couple of them, right, that's during it. a couple? Yeah,
0: Ivan came through, um, Opal came through, Aaron came through. Uh, Opal was crazy. It put boats out on the highway. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. Didn't you have to stop school for a while or take a boat to school?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. So it was kind of wild. You, The bridges and the island between the two places, the two cities that we live in, uh, where school was, they like just started chartering boats to get kids to school. It was wild.
1: Jeez Louise. What about your house? Did you, Were you in an area where your house got tore up?
0: Our house actually was pretty good. So for Opal, like in 95, we actually evacuated for that one because uh-huh. it was like a cat five coming in and it looked like it was going to be real detrimental. Um, our house was on decently high land, like yeah. high elevation land for the area. So it just had like some debris issues and stuff, but no real major damage.
1: What cat, what was it? What category?
0: It was a five, and then like overnight, like right before it hit landfall, it actually dropped down to a three. Really? It still did that much devastation. Wow. Yeah. So when you look at Ian or however we say it, it's a category four coming in to that Cape Corral area, that uh, just below Tampa area there. Yeah. Man, it's gonna it's gonna be wild. It's that like we talked about that eighteen foot surge is coming in. It's gonna be tons of flooding, and then once the hurricane actually comes on the land and it doesn't have the water to keep the speed that it had. Uh huh then it's just gonna sit and dump water. So the amount of floods and everything, like pray for those people down there, it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're going down and what are you doing?
0: Yeah, so I work with the same uh, nonprofit I've worked with for all the Ukraine stuff and, and the other stuff before that, Aerial Recovery Group. And so what we're going to do is we're basically spearheading getting into denied access territory. So, like, I'm leaving literally right after we shoot this podcast. We're heading over towards the Ocala region where we're linking up with another nonprofit that has some supply stuff for us. And uh, so we will then be taking some supplies in. But really what our niche of nonprofit is we are all prior special operators that are able to get into denied territory. So when we get down to the area, there's going to be a lot of aid and supply to areas that are easy to reach, but there's probably going to be quite a few people that are stranded in houses that are going to be You know, the only way to access them is going to be by boat. There's going to be places that are, have so much land or so much uh, tree debris and everything else. You're going to have to chainsaw your way in. We're going to have to tow stuff out of the way. Mm. We're going to have to get into kind of some of these deep denied access territories And then we'll probably end up having to do some swift water rescue stuff, which is kind of wild as well.
1: Wow, crazy. Are you excited?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's always like everything is bittersweet, right? So it's like you're, it's a giant catastrophe that's going on and it's terrible to get to see the impacts of that, but I'm definitely grateful that. Um,
1: they have the know, skill, probably. To that's help. it to have the yeah. skill to do something. Exactly. Sure. Wow. All right. So you're gonna be gone for upwards to a week before yeah, you have to go out for like. uh, law school. Man, it's a crazy back-to-back <laughs> schedule on this one. I know. So yeah,
0: I head down, and then I'm literally gonna come out of all these rescue scenarios down there, come straight up. Uh, take a shower after probably like five days of being dirty,
1: Yeah,
0: you know, maybe seven days of being dirty, uh, change clothes like a lawyer, put on (laughs) law clothes, grab a briefcase. Take your briefcase. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, fun fact, by the way, when you are preparing different legal documents, you're studying cases and for those cases you create briefs. Yeah. Those briefs go in a case and therefore that's where the word briefcase Briefcase.
1: comes from. Briefcase. Briefcase. Funny. All right. So does it stress you out? knowing you have to leave and you're going to be inconsistent with training your workouts and diet? Like, how do you manage that?
0: Yeah, well, the cool thing is what i generally do workout wise is i will just do everything on the back end of the day oh right so i go it's not my preference i normally like to start the day working out but when we get down there you don't know how much you're going to get into like how arduous are these tasks going to be oh yeah so it's like you'll go all day and it's like man if we cut down like multiple trees we're dragging those out or i'm literally like pulling people into the boat in swift water situations because like in a swift water rescue for instance That water is going to be coming from a heavily flooded area, and it's going to try to go downhill. It's going to try to go to a different elevation. When that happens, those big bodies of water are going to move very strong, very force, and it has the ability to trap people very easily. Uh So like where you might could just go walking through your yard, if that's a swift water rescue situation, that water's coming through, it'll pin you to your house, and you will not be able to move. We're
1: talking like... Like rapids in a river.
0: That's exactly like rapids in a river, right? Yeah. Except it's going to happen even faster than a river <clears throat> because in a river it's channeled in one area. This is just going to be like if you went outside and you filled up an entire, um, you know, trash can full of water, and then you just made the trash can disappear how fast is that water going to disperse into all these areas like mm-hmm. it's just going super to drop fast super fast so that's the same thing that really happens with these heavy floodings Is you you get all these pockets of water and now the water is trying to go somewhere oh yeah right super fast and it's going to be trying to move so that pins people to stuff and so we're going to have to help pull people out of those situations and all that how tiresome can that get? Right. Real tiresome. You don't want to do leg day. Exactly. You're not, nobody does leg day on on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on rescue training. So, that's terrible, yeah. That's right. So if that ends up being like a super intense day, then that's a workout. I don't have to do anything. Ah, right? makes sense. If uh, we end up doing more coordination in a day, like we're working mm. with different you know, volunteers or whatever, we're getting all the pieces aligned or something like that, and we don't do a lot, well, then I'll just work out that night, mm,
1: right? That makes sense. Yeah. What's more important to you? Is it diet or training when you are... In a scenario like this,
0: yeah, for sure. Like diet is key. If you don't have enough food, like you're gonna be able to maintain for a little bit. Yeah. But inevitably, you're gonna you're gonna fall off. Right. Yeah.
1: All right. So, what do you eat?
0: You know what? What I eat? That's a great question. You know, I'm curious actually because you're traveling as well here shortly.
1: Yeah. So the kids and I we're what going somewhere do? special. We'll talk about.
0: We'll talk about it next week. Yeah.
1: So we're going somewhere really cool, um, for a cool opportunity, but. How I figure it out is, so we're traveling. I know where we're going. I know we're going to be in a hotel. For me, I'm going to work out before the day starts. Yeah. So unlike you, I'm not rescuing people. Right. <laughs> so I don't have to manage that. Um, those obstacles. So for myself, I'm going to plan. So I look at the hotel we're staying at. I make sure it has, you know, the basics. It has a treadmill. It has some weights, stuff I can do body weight. And so I'll just plan that. I'll work out before the kids get up, before we start the day. Um, and then as far as nutrition, you know, we, you know, you guys, we eat liver every day. Can't really take raw liver. I'm not sure how I could store that for the whole week. So we'll both take desiccated pills. So we make sure we stay on top of our liver. What's
0: a desiccated pill?
1: Yeah. So it's basically like dried up liver.
0: It's basically like the same way you kind of have beef jerky for meat. Exactly. It's kind of like, Beef jerky that's kind of been ground up, but it's for organs, so it's gonna it's gonna maintain all these micronutrients.
1: Right, so we'll take that. So we're we're on top of the liver game. Um, as far as protein is the biggest thing that I think about, mm-hmm. so I'll definitely hit up like a Whole Foods or somewhere where we can stock the hotel of protein and yep. then i think there's like a continental breakfast which always has eggs so we can make sure we get some eggs in the morning good fat and then just throughout the day i'll have snacks we'll pack fruit for the kids lots of you know i would say like those chomp sticks those meat sticks yep. Um, and then at night we definitely make sure we hit up some good protein sources and carbs but not super hard when you're traveling it's not going to be like ideal like perfect scenario right. but we make it work.
0: Yeah, the, and that brings my next question for you. It's like, so when you get ready to work out, are you going to have all the same uh, amenities that you normally <laughs> right. use to work out?
1: Not at all. Not at all.
0: Okay, I... so as you're adjusting, what's your mindset? So you're like, okay, I'm not home at the gym. Right. Right. I'm traveling I'm on the road. Let's say you were a person who even traveled two weeks out of the month or yeah. whatever, right? So you're at this gym you don't have all your same stuff so what's your mindset like what are you what's the the purpose of that workout for you
1: yeah so i would say i know the week i'm gone is not going to be probably the same i'm going to feel in our gym at home right so my goal is one to be consistent so if i'm consistent with just a routine of working out that makes me feel better yeah <laughs> i like to feel good and feel better and would
0: you say that maintaining consistency Helps prevent you from losing what you have. Absolutely, and not losing what you have is very similar to moving forward, regardless.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I'm not like hitting PRs in the hotel gym, right? But <laughs> lightweight, baby. <laughs> Maybe I am. I don't know. I'm not. The kids could, but
0: duct tape and dumbbells together. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, it's not. It's a mindset switch of okay. Like you said, we're staying consistent, and consistency is going to help me with progression over time. Not necessarily in a week, but when I come back to the gym, my home gym, after a week, I can continue on with my workouts.
0: That's it. You haven't moved backwards.
1: Exactly. And I haven't got out of the habit and routine of working out. So I don't have to step that barri- over that barrier of like, oh, I haven't worked out for a week. Do I really want to go work out?
0: Exactly. Because yeah. a, a body in motion tends to remain in motion. And when yep. one stops, it's harder to get moving again.
1: Yeah. So right. my workouts aren't going to be like they are here. I know that. And I'm going into that with a mindset of, I'm probably not going to feel the way I feel after a workout from our home gym. Right. You know, maybe I only have 30 minutes because we have to be somewhere, you know, at 7.30 or 8 a.m. sharp. Right. So it's just a matter of I'm moving my body I'm staying consistent. I'm making sure I hit my protein and I'm not going totally off track.
0: That's it. And for all you peoples of the land, I would say, Even an extra benefit to that is just doing the movements will help keep your joints and your capsules from becoming stiff.
1: Absolutely. So, like,
0: when you get back outside of the motivation, everything else, when you go to actually work out hard again, you're not going to feel stiff. You're not going to feel like you didn't do anything, especially if you're driving or flying. Right. Right? You're in this extended seated position. Yeah. Now moving around is going to help keep all that tissue nice and and warm.
1: Yeah. And I also think taking a week... Sometimes when you have to travel and but still moving, you get excited to go back to your yeah, home gym and you get it. excited to like lift some heavy weights again or get back on your program. It like kind of reignites the flame versus doing nothing and then being like oh dreading the gym.
0: Absolutely. A little deprivation starts to create like uh you know being deprived helps you to have more motivation right, for
1: sure. Right. Right. So um what are you gonna eat? No no no. My second what? question what?
0: My second question is I know how you eat when you're here. Max meal prep on everything. Yeah. Since you don't necessarily have that ability there, what's your thoughts for that, right? Like so yeah. you're going you said what you were gonna do, but I'm curious, like, does that mean that you're aesthetically and if your diet moving backwards or is it very similar to the training?
1: Um, so I would say it's similar to the training. My problem is if I'm busy I don't eat. So right. I have to Remember to eat especially protein because I'm not good at that. So I'm going to make sure post working out in the morning I get protein in so whether that's a protein shake whether that's a protein shake and like some hard-boiled eggs I'm gonna make sure that first meal is really heavily biased towards protein because I know we're gonna be busy throughout the day Um And then from there, you know, we're on a mini, I wouldn't say vacation, but it's a really fun trip. Right. So we're definitely going to have, like, going out to eat, you know, enjoying ourselves. Like, we definitely enjoy ourselves. Um, But for me, it's going to be staying on track with my protein, making sure I don't go off track of that and feel like crap. Because you feel like crap when you don't eat enough. Right.
0: And that's the thing for you. Is so, like, <laughs> it's funny because you say that you're not good at that, at, at getting your protein. Just so everybody understands, she is good at it. It's not the natural inclination. Yeah,
1: my inclination is just. To drink caffeine. <laughs> just to have some snacks
0: and drink caffeine. Let's get
1: some snacks and some caffeine and I'm good to go.
0: Well, this is what, for everybody to remember, that's actually going to probably be everyone's difficulty when traveling oh, is getting absolutely. enough protein because you can find carb and fat snacks right. very easily, but protein takes a little prep. It takes a little forethought, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, even if you go like, oh, I'll just get some beef jerky. Well, you don't want to get garbage beef jerky. so. Right. Do you a little research, figure out what you're looking at. Yeah. What
1: it. I found is the best is to go to like a Whole Foods Absolutely. or somewhere that has, you know, cooked meat. Mm-hmm. So I'll get, you know, cooked chicken breast or cooked steak and you can throw that in the fridge and you can eat off that all week. So that's one of the things I do to make myself go, okay, eat your protein. protein. Yep. Because naturally I'm a person that would just grab a snack and I would feel fine until day four when I'm like, why do I feel like crap? Right. Well, I have, I've eaten no protein. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: yeah that's it and because you're gonna just naturally break that down in your tissue right
1: right exactly so yeah so and the same for the kids we'll do the same thing we'll pack lots of snacks good snacks fruits um get some pre-made uh cooked meat and so we have that ready and ready to go um so we'll be good dope what about you boy
0: Well, my food scenario will be a little different. (laughs) Right?
1: You're going to be looking for water. You're going to be looking for any type of food source. That's it. So, what are you packing in case?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So, in this kind of scenario, right, this is uh, anybody that has to go into some kind of dire situation, all the same needs are there. You got to get water. You got to get enough protein. You got to get enough carbs. Yeah.
1: I mean, you need the energy.
0: That or it's going to go real south, right? right? If you can't take care of yourself, there's no way you can rescue others. Right. Right. And so for me, like the first thing is when we get to that area, you know, with that much flooding, there's a a high possibility that the sanitation system has been overloaded. And so now the water was going to be tainted. Right. So you can't just drink tap water. You get mad sick from that, Uh um, depending on what happens. But that's most likely what will happen. So you can't drink tap water so you can take in as much water as about that you think you're going to take. So I have a couple um, when I say a couple, I mean quite a few gallon of water right, to take right. with me, right? So um, depending on how hard you're working that day, you might drink two, could be three gallons of water in a day, wow. depending on how much you're getting. So for me, I'm kind of, uh, let's say, quoted or I'm, I'm accounting for probably about two gallons on the intense days. That's, really? where, that's where the mindset's at. And then if I run out of water or something, or I'm trapped, or I'd only, let's say I went out on a boat to go do some rescues and something happened, and either I drank through my water, I lost, it, or whatever. In addition to that, I'll have a life straw with me, right? Yeah. Which is- uh, That thing's crazy. It is crazy. So you can't drink salt water with it, so it's still gotta be fresh water. But uh, it's basically just like a super filter straw that you can <laughs> yeah. drink. Yeah.
1: So our son has one, and uh, <laughs> we, were, we were on this like trail, and there was this muddy freaking water. And he takes out his life straw and he's yeah. about to drink it. I'm like, no, don't try that. That sounds crazy. Like you use that for like it. a real, a the, real situation. But
0: He's he's a he took a tactical knee at that point, and was ready to go. And he's
1: about to sip this muddy water with Mom's his life straw. Down.
0: He's like, I need to test this out. I was
1: like, no, bro, don't do
0: that. <laughs> so a life straw. Um, so you gotta have water first, and then after water, you're gonna need basic energy. So for me, I. Uh, have an amazing wife that cooked me some food that will basically last for about the next 12 to 18 hours while I'm away. Right. Right. Why not longer? Because I don't have a way to refrigerate it. So I have, like, a lot of ground beef patties that I'm taking with me. And then I have, like, a bunch of banana chips. Yep. Um those by the way are as addictive as crack cocaine
1: so you are obsessed. you
0: be careful when you pop open a bag of banana chips <laughs> you'll
1: right. come back 10 pounds heavier
0: <laughs> yeah i prefer the ones that don't have sugar they're harder to find they but are, Yeah. in this scenario where i'm going i'm less concerned with the refined sugar right. so having refined sugar is fine because we're going to be burning through it regardless um so i have that and then um for protein from that point i have some beef jerky and stuff as well yeah um some good clean beef jerky but ultimately what i'm probably going to end up doing the most is drinking protein powder yeah right because don't forget
1: you have to go get i know yeah i gotta grab it yep
0: yep that's it you guys don't forget i have to go grab that (laughs) don't forget (laughs) that's it i already chatted with alex about it um so where was I? Yeah, you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to have protein. The fat, the reason why I tend to do protein shakes in one of these scenarios is because I'm gonna get a guaranteed amount of water as well. Yeah. So it's gonna kind of help prevent total dehydration with everything I'm doing. Um, it's gonna be quick. I'll be able to drink it. It's not gonna be heavy on my stomach. Right. I don't know at what point I might have to like jump into some water and do something sketchy or something along yeah. those lines. So you just want to stay hydrated and prepared as possible. So that's the protein option there, and then for uh, carbohydrates, what I generally do. We all know. Let the people know.
1: We all know.
0: I'm gonna eat that honey.
1: You're gonna eat honey.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, actually, the Ukrainians we were working with when we were over <laughs> there. Um, I called Jess on a on a, an encrypted platform to be able to talk to her without anybody knowing where we were at. But I was riding with one of my interpreters at the time, one of our local...
1: Well, first off, are uh, you going to say what happens? How the kids were asking them?
0: Yes, okay, that's right. Right, so
1: like, you know, it's interesting to talk to people from a different country. I was like, I got
0: to call the kids real quick so they can talk to my guy here.
1: So the kids are, you know, like, ask him any questions you have about Ukrainians. So they're like, okay, what's your, uh, what do you... What's your favorite movie? Or, what do you think of Americans? Right, you know, right. And so the kids were like, what do you think of Americans? And the interpreter was like, I feel like they're all from, like, a movie. You know, right. like, you see the the movies and they just assume everybody from America is, like, what they see in the movies. Like action movies. Yeah, right? like an action hero walking in, you right. know. But
0: they're only working with special yeah, operators right. or prior special <laughs> operators. So we're like, okay, pretty accurate so far.
1: Right. And then uh, we asked the Ukrainian. We're like, okay, like ask us some questions right. and so this interpreter was like uh what's the deal with honey and we start <laughs> laughing and dying and we're like no 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 no. it's not an American thing it's a Jordan thing yeah like, that's right it's his honey thing that's right because this guy is like he eats honey on everything and all the time you like couldn't get over it <laughs>
0: man when you're driving so like I'll probably be awake for the next 48 hours that'd be my guess probably regardless maybe longer um, yeah When you're awake that long, there's, like, only so much caffeine will do for you. You just need, like, a constant source of carbs.
1: Makes sense. So, like,
0: I will just turn up a bottle of honey, like, even if it's not my preference to just, like, have that much sweetness in your mouth at one time or whatever. I'm still just going to turn it up, and I'll just squeeze this bottle for, like, 10 seconds, put it down, keep going about the day.
1: And you said the good thing about honey is that That's it right. you go ahead, it That's spikes right. your Yeah, so sugar. the best
0: part about honey is that it does not cause a sugar crash right. the way other refined sugars do, right? So it does have an increase of your total BGL, right? Your right. blood glucose level. But then when you're your pancreas senses that, right? And it your these beta cells in your pancreas sense this rise in blood sugar. They release insulin, and the insulin helps bring the levels of your blood sugar back down. Well, with refined sugar, you get an over-response, and you almost inevitably always tank your blood sugar, which is right after lunch where everybody gets tired. Yeah. Right, because you're eating a bunch of different refined mm-hmm. carbohydrates for lunch for most people, so you get tired. The crazy thing about honey is, let's say I need to squeeze this bottle for five seconds and i do it for seven right that would be more sugar than i needed for the task at hand and yeah. everything else the great part is i'm not going to actually take my blood sugar so i'll take too much but i won't get sleepy on the other yeah, side
1: which is yeah you don't want that yeah for sure. that's
0: it so honey super helpful for that outcome yeah Yes, I'll do honey, and so that covers the water, that covers the protein, right? That covers the sugar. It doesn't cover a lot of fat necessarily, so I'll just probably try to figure something out along the way. If I am a little deficient in fat for these couple days, I'm going to mostly be burning glycogen regardless, Mm -hmm. which is going to be sugar for my energy. So, again, honey will do the job. Worst case scenario, i come home a little more shredded. (laughs) (laughs) And then last... um, not necessarily that you need this for like a rescue sustained operation, but micronutrients um, as a whole, because I am going to come back. I am going to turn yeah. around and go to school. Yeah. I am going to have to have like three days of like super long days at, right. at you know, law school and, and I'm going to have to be wired in. Yep. I don't need to be deficient getting to that point. Yeah. Right. So you got to keep your brain running on high. So I as well will be taking desiccated uh, organ pills for yeah. sure.
1: And I scheduled you an IV when you get back. That's right. That's so. right. I, uh, I scheduled him for kind of like a um, an immune... Getting um, all the game Yeah, I'm going to give you all the stuff, like magnesium, you're going to take some zinc, and vitamin C Myers
0: cocktail, too, is that I right? think I'm
1: going to do not TBD. the Myers not cocktail, because that's more of like a detoxification. Okay, gotcha. More of something... So I
0: just need to drink a couple of beers before I come <laughs> back too a couple of angry so orchards. So
1: basically, I'm just going to get him hooked up so he's feeling, <laughs> you know, mentally strong clarity's good and he's ready to take on uh, law school up there I'm a good boy I'm gonna you're gonna get... <laughs> do good <laughs> oh my gosh you're gonna need it though from a week of chomping through water and
0: yeah it can't
1: not eating a lot
0: it can't be more tiresome than Ukraine mm-hmm. that was that was a lot yeah, of days awake right there
1: that was crazy but anyway so what's up we t- we done uh, let's oh you see. know, what? You know oh, what we
0: had some other yeah what was that
1: I don't know but I got something fun you ready? Yeah, what you got? Because we got to close this out. Okay, so you know I was asking questions and they're like fun. I want to test you. I body. want unfun questions. Yeah, these are unfun. Oh, okay. These are history, history that's trivia. That's when keeping
0: it real goes wrong. Yeah, that's
1: right. We'll see We'll see what you got. Oh, history
0: trivia. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, okay. And
1: by the way, I did not tell him these questions, so we'll see what he's got. He's got. And you what, got what, he, what he's got. Is that right?
0: What he's got. <laughs> Love. it. Let's <laughs> we'll see if
1: you guys can answer what these. What I got. All right. We'll start easy.
0: I said remember
1: When that. was the Declaration, Declaration of Independence signed? Yeah, it
0: was July 4th like 1776. Actually, no. Oh, it wasn't signed. Yeah, it was signed, what, like six days later? That's what it was authored then. You're right. Yeah, was it six it days? It was
1: signed August 2nd, 1776. Okay,
0: so not six days, almost 30 days. Yeah, yeah
1: so that's half right.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know what? Uh, by the way, listen to the entire question, people, before you answer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, buddy. Um, what do the stripes on the American flag represent?
0: Original 13 colonies.
1: Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Let's go a little harder. I don't think you're going to know this. Oh, fun! What was the name of the series of programs and projects President Franklin D. Roosevelt enacted during the Great Depression? Oh, man. Like, you're going to know it when I say it. I just don't know if you're going to remember. It's not the Great Relief. No. No. It's, uh... The New... Air. No. What? The New Deal. The, the, the Great New Deal.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 that's right. Oh, well, well not doing so well. Who was president <laughs> during the Cuban Missile Crisis?
0: Uh, that's JFK, wasn't
1: it? Good job. All right, let's see. <laughs> Who was the first American to win a Nobel Peace Prize? You don't know this.
0: The first American? Yeah,
1: I know, right? No. He was the president?
0: Mm, I don't know.
1: Theodore Roosevelt.
0: Well, Teddy was the man. So Teddy, that don't he was the me. man for sure. Yeah, man, if you guys don't know anything about the Rough Riders, check that out. So right. D- not the DMX version, the original. <laughs> yeah. Jesus
1: said, which four presidents are on Mount Rushmore?"
0: Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Washington, yep. Lincoln. Yep. Is Jefferson?
1: Yep. And um, the man?
0: Oh, Roosevelt, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty not cool.
0: FDR. Teddy.
1: Teddy. Uh, which era marked a switch from agriculture practices to industrial practices?
0: Which era yeah. marked that? Yeah. The Industrial Revolution?
1: You did it. Good job. Yeah. The United States bought Alaska from which country? Russia. Okay, last one. Hmm. Who was the fourth president of the United States?
0: The fourth president? Yeah. Um Adams.
1: How did you know that so fast? No, it's not Adams. It's not Adams? No. It's, uh... <sighs> you want me to sing you the song? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the song. I'm just <laughs> thinking back. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Madison and, Monroe. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the kids have to memorize all this stuff. So
0: that's it. That's it.
1: Hey, you did pretty good. Hey, you know what? I uh, I don't cleft, know if you're smarter than a fifth grader, but I cleft
0: U.S. history one and two, but that was about mm, 15 years ago.
1: I mean, that's pretty good. I don't <laughs> think I could have uh, on the spot answered some of those, but pretty good.
0: Hmm. Let's see. I'm just over here thinking of random trivia. I can. I can. Try to smash you with.
1: Well, you don't look it up before. Okay.
0: Uh, how many uh, molecules are in water? <laughs> I don't know any <laughs> Of course you do. H two O. That's right. That's right. Two parts hydrogen, one yeah, part oxygen. There you go. Is that it? Well, I'm gonna need it.
1: That's it. All right.
0: That's it. Hey man. Say a prayer for Tampa. For, that's guys. exactly what I was gonna say. Say a prayer for all the people in that area. Um, their lives are definitely going about to be impacted in a in a hard to quantify way. Even if they get it out, they're safe. They're alive. Their their property, all their chattel, everything's going to be going to be impacted in a big way so Would you like to
1: define chattel for all of us that are for chattel
0: law school people chattel is uh one's possessions yeah. so it's like a it's a very very old term but it's still a legal term and uh the problem is you start to adopt terms in your brain i was so. like
1: you want to explain chattel for chattel, all?
0: <laughs> all people's stuff yeah your dog can be chattel your car can be chattel it's things that you properly own that are supposed to be at your disposal to interact with or use um as as you wish
1: and that's y'all's vocab word for the week
0: that's right that's <laughs> (laughs) right that's right so you go over and take somebody's dog and take it across the street and don't tell them where it's at well you have just committed what's called trespass to chattel at that point Oh, interesting that's it and if you don't bring that dog back that's called conversion to chattel (laughs) all right guys everybody stay safe we will see you guys next week all right jb square out